This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the 11th episode of the Building a Trinity podcast. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I'm a freshman wrestling 285 pounds here at Trine, and I'm going to be your guide in the exploration of the Trine wrestling program, both past and present. I'm very excited to bring you the 11th installment of the Building a Trinity podcast. This is obviously a bi-monthly podcast in which we will have a guest on the program, whether it be a wrestler on the team now, a coach, or even some alumni of the program. Sometimes we may even have multiple guests, but the purpose of this is to ultimately to allow you to get to know some of the people behind the Trine Wrestling Program. And since the details are out of the way, we'll jump into today's guest. Joining us today, we have our second alumni, Luke Carver. How are you doing today, Luke? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. No, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So I always like to start with this question. It's a little deep, but I think it offers a pretty good insight on somebody's life. Um, who is Luke Carver? Oh, man. That is a pretty deep one. Uh, <laughs> well... You know, I've always kind of really identified with everything that wrestling does, you know, being being tough and, you know, really struggling to get what you need and, you know, finding a way to fight through against all adversity. So if I had to, you know, really think about that, that would be kind of, you know, uh, kind of like a standard wrestler, I guess, you know, just whatever it is I got to do, no matter how hard it is, no matter how tough it is, you know, I'll find a way to do it. Might not look pretty, but... Right, you know, no. No, absolutely. It's it's definitely a lifestyle, um, and we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but so, what brought you to trying? Well, when I was a senior in college and or high school, right? <laughs> but uh, I was looking around, you know, getting recruited by a bunch of different schools, and you know, doing my whole recruiting process. And uh, I was at a summer tournament, and I got hooked up with um, with the assistant coach before uh, Tom came in. You know, coach, um, you know. <clears throat> Coach Adam and you know he brought me in here and kind of showed me what the future could look like mm -hmm. here you know and I think we all really got you know got the whole recruiting class together and got us all kind of looking that way of you know like looking at what how where this could go and not really right. where it is now but you know where down the line we could all bring it so I kind of really bought into that and then you know some stuff happened and he left and I kind of was left out in a little bit of a, like, I didn't know, like, oh, man, right. this guy's bringing me in, and all of a sudden he's gone, like, I don't know what to do. And that's when, um, you know, I got a phone call from Tom, who I trained with, you know, when I was in high school and right. was in college, and kind of, you know, reassured me that everything was still going to be that same deal in that same way. And, you know, after that, it kind of, being around campus, you know, there's not too many places, and especially schools with wrestling and D3 level that are this nice and right. have this much that can offer you. So that's kind of really what brought me in and, you know. Yeah. Whole. Yeah, for sure. So um, wh what high school did you go to? I went to Sturgis High School. Sturgis? Okay. Yeah. Kenny's, Kenny's from Sturgis. Yep, yep. Um, I think Sturgis, they're relatively small or are they big? <sighs> well, I'd say that and I'd say it's real similar to Angola. Okay. Just about honestly okay. the same. Okay, so, you know, going from that atmosphere, did you always want to be in a smaller school in a college dynamic, or did you want to go to one of those, you know, the bigger D1, more appealing schools, um, you know, that are just a little bigger in population? Well, you know, I uh, I got 
recruited by a lot of different schools in a lot of different places. And um, I went out um, all the way to Edinburgh and uh, toured their school, which they, that's a pretty small area, but it's a, probably a bitter, bigger college. Okay. And, uh, you know, man, it just didn't feel like home. Right. You know, like I needed, like, I got some really good advice during that process that go wherever feels like home. And that's like the one thing that always stuck. Like I said, is that, you know, I don't know if I really wanted to go to another small town or I wanted to be in a small town environment, but it definitely made it feel like, you know, like kind of like similar. Like I already knew what, like what it was like, even if I hadn't been here that long, like going around Angola was, you know, felt the same as going around. So it's like that in that way, it was kind of comforting, you know? So no, no, I definitely, I get what you're saying. Um, where I'm from, well, I've spent a lot of my life in Angola. Um, I'm up here most summers. Um, but it, it felt really familiar with my parents. You know, I, my dad lives in Columbia City, which is a small town, about 45 minutes south of here. And then where I'm actually from is Arcola, and that's a really small town. So I definitely can understand and speak on what you're talking about, the small small town and a more family atmosphere. Absolutely. Um, so what was your major? So I studied criminal justice. Okay, okay. So how's that uh, journey going since well, you've graduated? You know, I so it's kind of funny. The pandemic threw a little bit of oh, a, yeah. a little bit of a ratchet into that one. But um, I um, <clears throat> been helping out my girlfriend's family with their business. Okay, and, uh, it's kind of the complete opposite of what I studied. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, but you know, I really wanted to help them out because they helped me out so much. Right. And so I just kind of jumped into that, and you know, that kind of took. I don't want to say took off, but you know, I kind of been learning more and right. more responsibilities. So, you know, I, I kind of went a little bit different, I guess, you know, I went and studied and learned some stuff and I guess applying it in a little different than right, maybe no. I thought. No, I got that. Um, so before we jump into all the wrestling aspect of things, uh, talk to me about some of your hobbies outside of wrestling and off the mat. <sighs> Man, that's a, that's a hard <laughs> one because most, most of my hobbies involve right, right. wrestling. <laughs> well, you know, hmm, I'd say uh, right now it's definitely doing jujitsu and MMA and Jiu-jitsu, stuff like that. okay. That's been, like, the most recent obsession, I guess. But, you know, in terms of just hanging out, it would definitely be sitting around watching TV. Right. You know, or uh, I'm a super big history nerd, so okay. I, I love listening to, like, history podcasts and okay. stuff like that. So definitely history, I guess, you know. Man, that's a boring answer. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good. Working out and running. Right. You know, that's always been a big one, too. But uh, everything, everything is wrapped up. In wrestling right right now for like sure waiting till wrestling yeah for, i mean for sure a lot of it is you know it's a lifestyle you know and once you even when you graduate it doesn't necessarily leave you any i'm, I'm it's interesting that you're so like into do you watch a lot of mma oh, i'm i'm a huge mma nerd i love that we're gonna have to talk about that a little later even though it's wrestling i'm a huge like i, I can't physically do mma um but i love i love the ufc and i love all that all that stuff so that's that's super cool it's 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 like been the that's like the only sport I'm into too though. Like I don't watch like the NFL. I don't okay. watch MLB or basketball. Uh, basketball, but uh, you know that like for some reason that I don't know. That's like it's always so entertaining to me. I definitely think it's some of the wrestler coming out in you yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean if you look at it, a lot of MMA is wrestling. A lot of the great MMA fighters are, are really good wrestlers. Um, but so before we get into all that, talk to me about your background in the sport, you know, how you started wrestling, uh, your high school and even your college career. So I, um, 
you know, and I'm sure if anybody who's been around wrestling knows, but, you know, wrestling starts really young right. <clears throat> for some people. You know, you can start when you're a real, real little kid, you know, and I didn't start until I was in middle school, okay. which is still young, right. you know, in the wrestling world, it's kind of like, kind of got a little bit of a late start on Right. So all of my friends wrestled and they would always come and like, you know, beat the snot out of me. Whenever <laughs> we start messing around, man, you know, I couldn't keep them from stopping double-legging me, you know, or taking me down, doing whatever, so... I was telling my dad, like, man, I really want to wrestle. Like, I want to wrestle, you know. And it's like, I don't know. Wrestling's real hard. Wrestling's real tough. So I was like, you know, I kept, but I kept wanting to do it. Kept right. wanting to do it. So we jumped into the My Way program in Sturgis mm -hmm. and had a lot of really great friends that were pretty good wrestlers in the area. And, man, they would just kick the snot out of me every <laughs> single time. And, you know, then we'd go and we'd compete. And I would go and, like, I don't think I won a match the first probably two years of doing okay. some of my sixth grade and I think I started winning a couple times in seventh grade, but it was bad. Right, it, was, right. it was the kind where every time my dad would be like, are you sure you want to keep doing this? And <laughs> right. I was like, absolutely, I love it. But uh, so it was, it just, you know, I had so many great role models, especially at the beginning too in the high school, you know, that just guys that, you know, always were training, always working, you know, and I was able to be around some really great people from a really young age that kind of, you know, I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be, you know, I want to be in this. Right. I want to wrestle at Iowa. I want to, you know, like from day one. And uh, and when I got into high school, I started, you know, I just wrestle all summer, all, you know, all the way through the year and uh, start travel all over. I mean, you name a big tournament, I wrestled in it, you know. And if even if I had to, you know, travel all the way down to Virginia Beach with my little brother, you know, it, it was, you know, we'd do it. You right. Know, it was... It was, it verged on the, you know, definitely obsession, right, insanity right. type of training. But a healthy, a healthy obsession. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. But, um, so when I got into high school, my goal from, when I first started to my senior year of high school was to be a state champion. Okay. That was in a youth, like, you know, tournament. Yeah. Like, you know, the My Way stuff or whatever. And then obviously in high school, the MHSA. But that was like, every single day I thought about that. Every mm -hmm. single day I would work out a workout, whatever I had to do to get better, and uh, my freshman year in high school, I uh, I had some pretty good success, made it to regionals, you okay. know, and then lost out, and um, that just kind of, like, built that fire, like, just, you know, kept right. going, and my sophomore year, I had some really, really tough matches, and I ended up squeaking out of regionals and being able to qualify for state. Okay. I was like, oh, man, like, I'm the guy, you know, like, I right. then went to state and absolutely got thrashed. You know, <laughs> but that was, like, that was the first time I think it kind of started to really pay off, like, all the training right. I was doing in the off season, all that stuff. And I was like, man, like, this is working. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I kind of had that belief now I could do it. My junior year, I had a lot of success. You know, I was ranked in the state and qualified. I still – Got my butt kicked to state. Right. You know, I went one and two that year, and I always, you know, I I was like, I don't know if you, if you experienced this, but, you know, when you get to that senior, junior level, and you're like, oh, man, I only got, like, one more right, shot at this. Yeah. You know, like, it's starting to go all It hairy. definitely sinks in. But, um, so the, like I said, the goal was always to be a state champ. In my senior year, I definitely had the best, like, season yeah building into it that i think i've ever had i uh went and i think i i lost once before the state like the state tournament started with districts yeah. which was an out-of-state loss 
in Ohio. Okay. And so, I mean, I thought, you know, I was a man. I was ranked pretty high in state. I was like, oh, this is going to be it. You know, right. like, I'm going to be the guy. And so that year we had a really good team as well. We went to Team State for the first time and wrestled, you know, Lowell High School, which is, you know, probably one of the most premier wrestling schools in Michigan. And, yeah. And, you know, man, it was such an experience and it was so fun. And, like, you know, it, we went and – um didn't obviously do that well. Right, you know, right. They went on to win it. But anyway, so we went to the state tournament, the individual state tournament, and um, I uh, I lost in regionals, took second to the kid who was seated uh, number one, you know, ranked number one guy, and he uh, beat me by a point. Okay. So I kind of in my head, I'm like, oh, man, you know, like this is like, even though I lost, I was almost a little more reassured because I was like, right. I can hang, you know, I can be the guy. So I'm getting ready, and, you know, I was kind of a moron with my weight and mm-hmm. a lot of weight, and but, you know, none of that really mattered to me. You know, was, I'd, do, I'd cut my leg off if that's right. what it took. So I go, and first match, I drew a kid from Lowell. Just got done wrestling them. Different kid, but my weight class still. And we go out there, and pff, I'm going to blow through this kid. You know, I'm, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm already wrestling the finals match. I'm right. going to be that guy. And went out, and kind of laid an egg, you know, first period and didn't score any points. And, you know, I think he was actually up on points. And I was so mad. I was, I was like, how, nah, man, I didn't, you know, I just got to get this over with. Right. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick bottom and I'm going to get out. I'm going to score, take this kid down and keep it rolling and pick bottom. Don't move. You know, keep wrestling, get cradled, puts my back, and pinned. And that's it. You know, and then it was like world ending, you know. Right. It's like everything has now just shifted, you know, Kind of dreams went out the door. There ain't no more being a state champ, you know, and all that. And that was, you know, like, like he's asked at the beginning, who's Luke Carver, you know, what it is, you know. And the, the thing is, is that that put my back against the wall in a way that, you know, I don't think I ever could get in again. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the chips were down. There was no more. You know, everything I worked for up to that point was gone. Right. And, you know, I just kind of had to decide, like, if that was going to be the way – you know, it was, was I just going to kind of cower out and just, you know, let that keep affecting me or what? And I ended up wrestling all the way back from that first round to third. Okay. And wow. I beat I, every single kid that I beat on the backside was the kid who played. So I beat the guy who took seventh. I beat the kid that took fifth. Dang. I beat the kid that, well, I guess, took fourth, you know? Yeah. So, and in the blood round, I actually beat the kid who was seated first, who was ranked number one. Wow. And also a lot got upset on the, I think, in the quarters or something. So, had a really tough state tournament, you know, really like, and it was, took everything I had to get through that, but that was what kind of led me to, you know, it was like a bittersweet moment though, you know, because no, it sure. was like standing on a podium, you know, I'm sure, you know, and I, when I would tell anybody or anybody around, you know, I took third, they oh, that was so great, so great. Well, the goal was never to do that. Right. And the goal was to be number one. Right. So that period of time before I came to trying and that, like that brief summer there, it was, it was a weird moment because, you know, on one hand, I really wanted to, I, you know, everything I wanted was gone, but I, I had to readjust my goals and kind of find, and I guess a little bit of it, but uh, I was able to wrestle or work out with a lot of the Olivet guys when okay. I was in high school. So that's yeah. how I met Tom and I met Coach Hall and you know, I met all of his teammates and they were, um, they were like a really guiding kind of force in that those early years, especially Tom and Rodney Harvey, that was the 84-pounder for Alphabet. And they they were like, 
you know, yeah. awesome guys that just kicked the snot out of me all the time. And, you know, I, I can remember kind of like when that period of time when Tom started taking over the recruiting when I was still, I mean, I committed and he was just kind of talking to me and, you know, we kind of talked about how similar our high school careers were. Yeah. And, you know, I saw the success he had in college, you know, and I was like, dang, like, I can, I can, I know I can wrestle at that level. I know I could be that kind of guy, you know, so right. that's, that's how we got to the college part. That was, that was, you know, that's when, and then the rest was, you know, I guess history, but uh, I mean, Wrestling at Trine was such a eye-opening experience because, mm. you know, you can – I've always believed that, you know, if you think you're the man, you know, there's somebody around the corner that, you know, yeah. is working harder than you, is better than you, slicker than you, whatever, you know. So you got to, you know, you got to kind of keep that type of uh, dedication, that type of – same type of drive and everything. And wrestling in college is exactly that. You know, I don't care how tough you <laughs> are, sure. you think you are, you know. Go wrestle a college season and like just make it through the season. Right. You know, it's it is so tough. So I I found that out the hard way my freshman year for sure. I uh I cut a lot of weight and you know, because in Michigan we do uh two or a day before weigh in for most of the season. So okay. and you know, you'll weigh in on a Tuesday and wrestle on a Wednesday That's, or that's so nice. Oh my god, it was the best. <laughs> but you know, it was so like and then obviously the end of the year you weigh in on site and right. you do all that so I was like I, I can wrestle sixty five I wrestled sixty in high school I could wrestle sixty five I just would cut so much weight it was miserable I, you know my grades got affected and you know mm -hmm. how everything else got affected and I wasn't winning as much you know I would make weight and then go out there and just get thumped by some right, guy and right. it's like great this is you know so I uh, that was a really hard kind of period of time and I for the first time in my wrestling career. I almost had to take a backseat to competing. Okay. You know, I had to, I, for whatever reason, whether it was, you know, like, I just couldn't make weight. You know, right. I wouldn't get on the scale and not make weight, but it would be like, I'd make weight, and then it's like, all right, I can't do this again for a couple of weeks. Like, right. It would take so much out of me. And when I would, so I, I started focusing on, like, practice. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know that sounds weird, but, like, that was where I was getting the most amount of my wrestling. And when I fell in love with practicing, and not really just com practicing to compete. Obviously, you know, everybody mm -hmm. practices and gets better. You work hard, you get better, and then you go compete. But when you learn to make practice the part of it you're looking forward to, the gains and, like, ability you make are just, you know, to me, it, was, it changed everything about how I wrestled. All of a sudden, I started beating guys I had no business beating. You know? Right. And it was – and falling in love with that whole kind of process, you know, just the lifting. I hated I hated lifting. I hated running. I hated – I mean, I'd do it all on my own time, you know, but I despise every second. Right. But to do it and find a way to love it, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden this becomes like – you know, it becomes part of the whole thing. It makes, it makes the com easy, competing part easy. For sure. And so that was kind of my whole sophomore year. And then, you know, junior year, kind of senior year, and – on just the war path, you know, just right. wrestling and, and kind of getting into that. And, you know, I was, I think I was nationally ranked uh, after my sophomore season. I think I was in the ranking somewhere okay. for the next couple of years. But, you know, that was, that was kind of, I guess, the story up till then. You know, I mean, those years I had some really tough matches and really great wins. But, you know, those were the important parts, I think. No, absolutely. It, it's definitely quite the journey. For sure. Um, so in your time here, how did you see, you know, the team of trying wrestling and the whole program in general grow in your four years? Wow. You know, to so 
when we started, I think we might have had nine freshmen, I think, maybe in the lineup. Okay. I mean, we were pretty much, like, at some points, you know, all freshmen. Right. So we were essentially a brand-new program, I feel like. We had a few upperclassmen, but not a, not like other programs. You know, like, you know, if you've been around, you know yes. most, most, if not all of the lineup is probably going to be upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would... I feel like we all were just scrapping, like just to, just to make it through the right. make it through the tournament, you know. And I mean, it was definitely like a trial by fire type of deal. So that first year was was Coach Hall's first year as well, and you know, Coach Callahan was still there. And we, um, th- I feel like that was the beginning for like how that was going to go. At least that's the way I saw mm-hmm. it. I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to be a part of what you know was already built. I wanted to build something. Right, That's right. Kinda, that was kind of also one of the reasons I picked trying. And we uh, we definitely <laughs> built, because, man, <laughs> it was a rough start. But uh, that second year, you know, things got a little better. And things got a little better. And to where now when I showed up, I, I came to one of your guys' practices and just kind of showed up and said hi. And I looked. I didn't recognize it. Right. You know, the level of just how many guys you have, how many tough guys you have, you know, the, the just everything about the program is done, you know. 180, you know, it, I feel like, I don't know, it's it's cool to look back and kind of see that the momentum that from the time I put on has kept on going. No, oh, so, absolutely. You know, I guess to answer that question, you know, it's just, it's unrecognizable from where it was to where it is now. Yeah, for sure. Um, Coach Rieger, who actually wrestled at Adrian, he uh, he's talked about this a little bit, and he talked about how when he was a senior at Adrian, they weren't necessarily good. But for him, he's now a coach here. But at the at the duels, the MIAA duels that we hosted, you know, he saw his alma mater, um, you know, wrestle really well, and he said it, it is a sense of pride. You know, obviously we want to beat them, but to see a team that was so young, um, just like you, and to see where they're at now, it's like you may not be there to reap the rewards, but to know that you were a part of that process and, you know, the, the foundation of that pyramid is, is truly, yeah, I just, it sends a gratitude. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I definitely hear what you're saying with the young team. Um, for me, I was, I came in in high school to an already great program. Um, but like you just said, a big reason of why I came here was because I wanted to build something great. Um, and I, I definitely think that we're on the way and that's no, you know, I'm not saying that we're building it by ourselves because it's the work that you put in. It's the work that your teammates put in that just propels us forward. So I, I'm truly grateful for that. Um, and so obviously the transition from high school to college has been a little while, but the transition from high school to college is something I personally was never prepared for. Um, but what would you say is the most difficult transition? What's the biggest difference from high school wrestling to college wrestling? Wow, um, there's, like you said, there's there's a lot, I think it's hard for any, I mean, that's why freshmen competing in, like, the NCAA tournament is so impressive, you know, because mm-hmm. if you don't know, you know, you think, oh, he's just a really good wrestler, but the, the jump from high school right. to college is so much more than whatever you think it is, right. it's kind of like double, but uh, I would say for sure, in terms of, like, tactically on the mat, hand fighting is, in mm-hmm. high school for me, hand fighting was just kind of a way to rough the guy up, you know, move him around the mat how I wanted and, like, maybe set up a shot, but more just kind of dominate the position. Where hand fighting in high school, like or college, rather, is everything has a purpose. Everything, you know, you know, you got you to gotta set up the setup. You know, you got to right. be able to move positions and change positions and chain 
those things together just to get to the lick, just to get to an attack, just to get to a front headlock or whatever the position is, or to set up a bad shot from them. And to me, I've always said that that's been the biggest thing. That was the biggest right. acclimation is you, know, you just can't go in there and try to meet head, you know, out muscle it. I mean, it might turn into that, but it's definitely like the amount of setups, the amount of movement is so much more. And then top wrestling in college <laughs> yeah. is just, you know, it's impossible to get off bottom sometimes. It right. like, you know, it's like whatever it is, this guy, it's, you know, is a wet blanket on you and there's just no getting them off. But um, I would say those to me were the biggest. And then just the pace, mm-hmm. you know, that, that first three minutes, you don't <laughs> think an extra minute is going to be that long. Right. But it, it might as well be like four extra minutes. It's by the so time. long. Yeah. It's, it's every time I've met somebody who's like, you know, it was a high school, and I hadn't seen him there wrestling in college. Like, man, that three-minute period sucks. And then they're like, every time, everyone's like, yes, it's awful, you know? Yeah, um, you know, it's always fun, you know, on, on breaks, spring breaks, Christmas breaks, um, and Thanksgiving break. You get to go back and maybe get into your high school rooms a little bit. Um, and, you know, I'll jump in with some of the guys and go live, and they'll be doing, you know, two-minute periods. And it's just like, well, granted, you know, the second and third are two minutes, but that first period with three minutes is just, it's brutal. Oh, yeah. Um, but being a heavyweight um, specifically, and I've noticed it with all weights, but for me, I feel like I've, I've noticed it a lot more in high school. I was never a physical guy, never a hand fighting guy. Um, and, you know, it really took me until, you know, the end of this year to really figure that out that I, I have the abilities to be physical, but I've never been a physical wrestler and my hand fighting was always lacking. And that was a big reason why I would let a guys push a lot of guys push me around. Um, and I definitely agree with you that, that the hand fighting and the physicality aspect of it is probably the most if the biggest difference, you know, actually wrestling wise. Um, so for you personally, you know, you talked about the program a little bit and how you saw it grow, but how did you personally as a wrestler, as a, as a student grow, you know, in your time here at Trine? Oh, wow. So as a student, um, I guess the part of, like I said, wrestling to me has always been everything. Mm -hmm. Everything took a backseat to it, you know, and unfortunately when I was in high school, that meant school too. Right. I was not a great student and. They took, the university let me in, you know, it took Coach Holland, it took Coach Callahan, you know, even when Coach Adam was here, it was, it took them kind of a little convincing to make sure that the school knew I could keep up with the academics here. So that part of it definitely, like, I had to learn. I had to be like, "Ah, I got to be a student. Like, I would never tell you that I'm a great student by any means, but, you know, I had to find a way to get the job done here, you know, and everything there and on that end of it. Um, but as as a wrestler growing here, it was kind of like what I was saying was, you know, sure, you know, I might you might work out because it's always been like how much are you willing to do? You right. Know, that's kind of like the separation between a guy that's like, you know, maybe a varsity wrestler, but not like a state caliber, or, you know, right. you know, whatever. So for me, it was always wrestling. Like I'll wrestle, you know, every day of the week, you know, four times a day, whatever. It doesn't matter, you know, even from high school on. But then it was like, well, are you willing to diet? Are you willing to mm-hmm. run? Are you willing to lift? Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to take care of your body too, like, you know, and training and everything like that? Because all of that adds up. And, you know, that might not, one of those things might not make the difference, but, you know, you best believe that the guys that are, are winning, you know, that are the top of the heap, they are doing that. Right. So, like, and if even if, like, sometimes, you know how it is, some people are just so talented that they can get away with a lot of different things, but... You know, you know, those people always end up kind of losing to those guys that are doing everything right. Yeah. So I think 
for me in college, the biggest jump in terms of like as a wrestler was I started to look at everything that I had to do to be, I mean, diet was a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I struggled with making weight a lot and me and coach hall, you know, we worked on what I needed to do to make weight. What did I need to do? Not only to make weight, but like be strong, be healthy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that was a huge, huge kind of development in my career as a wrestler. Cause all of a sudden I didn't, I stopped having, you know, bad first matches in tournaments, you know, I'd stopped, you know, making weight didn't become like the biggest thing I wrestled up to and got a little bit bigger, but then, you know, I also lifted more, you know, I got stronger, you know, so that kind of part of it was big and definitely Matt like game planning, like different opponents and stuff. Sometimes, you know, I, I, my game was always very much devoted to getting on top and working my cradle series and all that and Mm -hmm. getting scoring. But there's some guys, you know, you had to plan against, you know, you had to learn against, you know, I had to, you know, there's been times where, you know, me and Coach Hall would break down film and, you know, we'd come up with a game plan, I mean, five minutes before a match that, you know, we'd go, all right, this is what we got to do, you know. And, like, so just having that kind of – that thinking aspect of it involving it is definitely another big part of it too. No, for sure. I think um, something I also wasn't prepared for um, was just the difference in the level of commitment it takes. I think, like you mentioned, you can get away with a lot of things in high school, your diet, your sleep, you know, maybe if you want to take a practice off, you know, just in that mindset, but you, you just can't do it in college because if you do, then you're going to get passed up by somebody and it's either going to be on another team or in your room. Um, so I definitely think that the level of commitment, and I definitely hear you there. Um, so for me, um, unfortunately due to, due to the, some of the pandemic stuff that I, we were unable to have, you know, a home duel. Um, and it's something that I've really wanted to experience this whole year. So I want to ask you, how is it, you know, wrestling in Hershey hall and wrestling in your home? Wow. So, you know, with, uh, like I said, when we started and, uh, we were the, um, kind of like a bunch of young guys on the team, you know, I mean, the wrestling at home, you know, it, it kind of felt like another match because, you know, it was just got to get through this one. You know, right. I didn't really have time to think about everything else. But I think when I wrestled my senior night there, that was probably one of the most special matches, you know, because I've always been kind of an overachiever in terms of like like competition. Like, ah, you know, like I don't I don't care as long as I'm, I'm focused on beating the, the really top of the heap guys. Right, those right. are the guys that those are the matches I remember. But that one's definitely one I think back on. I look at just because. There was so many people in the crowd, you know, it, it felt like it, it kind of was a realization when it hit that, like, I didn't realize how special it was until it was the last time I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that last match in Hershey and, you know, on the mats and kind of looking, just being able to look around and see an area that I've spent so much time over the last four years, you know, over my career that was like, you know, like, wow, like, you know, I can remember just being here for so long, doing so many different things here, and now this is this is it. This is the right. culmination of it. So. In a lot of ways, wrestling in Hershey is like, I, I just feel like it's kind of like a continuation of everything you, you've been doing. Mm-hmm. You, you walk, how many times do you walk into the building to go into coach's office? How many times, you know, do you walk through there to get to the arc, you know, to go run, to go, you know, whatever. How many times are you just in the building to lift? You know, right. I spent most of my time there, you know, and, you know, the, the amount of times after tournaments, just hanging out in the locker room before tournaments, you know, 6 a.m. workouts, you're there, you know. So, like, in a lot of ways, you, you start to dread it. You're like, oh. This is like work, you know, right. this is the spot, you know, and when it's finally at the end, when it finally wraps, you know, all those kind of memories kind of just fly together and you just think of all the positive, you think of all the good times. And, you know, to me, that's kind of what was special about it. And, you know, that's what I guess, you know, I didn't realize, like I said, how great it was mm-hmm. until it's done to that last match. And then it was like, 
kind of think back on it. Now I can't do anything but think the matches I wrestled here, you know? And right. It's, it's a great time. No, for sure. Um, you know, for me, my only kind of thing I can compare to it is high school, but it's like, you know, all those moments in my room, my high school room where that were rough or on the football field that were rough, you know, in the moment you're like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to go to practice because I know we have to run sprints or something. Um, but now it's like you just said, I look back and I only remember like the positive memories. Um, and, and it's a quote I always like to say when I reminisce on things, it's like, you don't know how much you want something until it's gone or how much you love something until it's gone. Um, and it's like you just said, it's hard to cherish in the moment. Like for me, you know, just, I don't understand the importance of Hershey in my life. I think sitting here right now, but I think one day I'll always remember it. It'll definitely be, I mean, I'll, I'll, I can tell you from experience, you know, because like I was kind of saying, rest, I've wrestled all over, you know, yeah. I've wrestled in giant arenas. I've wrestled in gyms way smaller than Hershey, you know, tattered up mats, you know, I've, I've kind of done a lot in different places. And so even wrestling at home in high school for me, I never thought it was that special. Okay. Because when I'd go and wrestle at Flow Nationals, I'd go wrestle, you know, all over the country, big, you know, you and I don't, you know, all over it would be like, oh, man, this is cool. Right, I wrestle right. at state, like this is what's cool. But, you know, it's that ability to perform kind of in your own space, your own yeah. spot. You know, and that's something that I always, another part of Hershey that always – kind of like was mine is like this is this is my my area yeah um, always having people show up to support you that you know is cool too you know because wrestling you know it's not the most like fan yeah, you know, yeah. like you know you don't have packed arenas too many times packed house you know but so when you do see those people that are special you know especially family and mm -hmm. friends and like you know the staff here at the university i always had so many professors i'd come watch and like that would mean so much to me you know and like being able to see them on monday and you know, if I got my butt kicked or something, be like, oh, man, I wish you wouldn't have come to that one, you know? <laughs> like, you know, it's always just a good time when you can support or kind of give back to those people that support you on a daily basis. And I feel like that's what it is for me or for me, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. I totally get what you're saying. Um, so for you being graduated and have gone through all this stuff, a great career, um, what would be your biggest advice to not only, you know, just a wrestler, but a collegiate athlete in general? Mm. You know, well, I kind of said a little bit earlier, but I definitely say, you know, fall in love with that process. Mm -hmm. You know, love, love training, love working out, love all the small details. Kind of take winning and like winning matches. You know, whatever you're. I've always said to set your goals high. You know, you know, if you're going to wrestle in college, your goal should be is be a national champion. Right. Your goal should be an all American. You know, national qualifier. It should be high because if you train hard enough for that, then you're you know, even if you miss, you know, even if you don't achieve that, well, you've done everything you can to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just, that'll set you up for way better than just being one of the guys like, oh, man, I really want to make the team or I really want to win, you know, X amount of matches this year or whatever. But, you know, when you get in that and you start trying to think all about that and just kind of keeping that in your brain and all the time, you, you can start to, like you, we said a little bit earlier, you know, it's easy to, like, to start to despise some of the right. stuff you got to do, waking up in the morning and cutting weight and all that. But if you fall in love with just that practice aspect, coming in every day and trying to get the most out of practice, putting 100% of your focus into practice. One of our other um, alumni graduated with me was you know, Nick Miller. Yeah, I just had him on yesterday. Oh, so you know Nick. Yes. Yeah. Me and him, I feel like when we drill, like when you have a good drill session, we it was like, you know, it was everything they kind of told you to do drilling when you were a kid, you know, like focus, mm -hmm. you know, give good that good resistance. And, you know, I mean... And that, that, to me, 
became such a like huge part of just like everyday focusing on. So like that would be my advice was would be to find that part of practice that you despise and you hate. Find a way to love it. Mm-hmm. As soon as you do that, you're like, you know, it becomes easier. Right. And not only does it become easier, it becomes easier to focus on it. You know, it's it, like, you know, you should, and I always, I always like going to practice, always. But loving it, loving the process of it, you know, it was always a means to an end. And then when you start looking at it more like this is what I need to do every day it, and enjoy it, I think it becomes said earlier everything becomes easier with that so that'd be my advice that'd be my advice to anything you know right. like, whether that's work school whatever is you gotta find a way to love it the other part of that you gotta make sure all your you know extracurricular activities in school are like you know kind of taken care of and lined up with your goals and everything you know right because there's it's easy to get distracted and you mm-hmm. need to figure out what's important is you know when you're a college athlete you know you there's a lot of things you have to do and take care of that you can't let affect your athletic performance. You know, you can't be stressing about certain stuff. You know, you need to make sure all your ducks are in a row because if you're sitting there stressing about something outside of this, you know, and, you know that could be the difference between winning and losing a match. You know, maybe right. you're not. Maybe you had a bad day at practice. You know, all that stuff gets affected. So, taking care of everything you need to throughout your, you know, in your life, and you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Right, but, right. But, but you know, at least working on it is something that I think gives you at least control over it. You know, no, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, someone's our, our, our greatest enemy is our mind. Um, and kind of like, just like what you just said, you know, with, there's been times where I've had a, you know, a deadline that I have to get and it's constantly making me anxious and maybe it's due Friday and I'm at a Wednesday practice, but it's in the back of my mind and I can't be giving, you know, my full effort my full attention to my craft and it can definitely hurt you. Um, so I love that you brought that stuff into it because once you have, you know, all your stuff taken care of and you you have peace of mind. There's, I mean, there's no better feeling than having all your schoolwork done for the week and you can just focus on what you need. You can live in the moment and you don't have to worry about, okay, well, I have to do my paper tonight or whatnot. So to have a clear mind and to be able to focus on your craft, I think is truly beneficial. So I want to talk a little bit about wrestling um, a little more. Have you ever had a, like a major wake-up call in a match? I mean, I'm sure you have. I think yeah, everybody has. Everybody has. Um, like one that I can remember specifically. Uh, well, you know when, like I said earlier, my I was I've always wrestled on top. Wrestling on top is always like the, you know, my my bread and butter, mm-hmm. scoring cradles and things like that. And when you when you get into college and we get that four point near fall because my freshman year was also the first time they started you know, they yeah. changed that rule. So it'd be so many times where it was like. You're down by like eight, eight points, you know, and like everything's done. Like you got choice in the third period. It's like, well, might not make the most sense tactically, but I got to go right. on top. Like I got to make something happen here. So there's been a lot of different times where you sit there and you kind of look at the clock, look at the score, and you're like, oh boy, you got to go to work right, <laughs> right. here. You know, I got to pull something out. So I would say that I can't, re- man, like you said, everybody's had, there's just so many. Like mm-hmm. every match, as soon as that whistle blows, you're, you know, I guess. An example of one would be when I wrestled uh, Coach Coach Clark. Okay. I, I got to compete against Coach Clark when he's Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me and him wrestled three or four times, and when uh, he was my first match at 84. Okay. And, you know, he – I can remember, like, we went out there and we shook hands, and, you know, I wrestled 60, and I wrestled – I wrestled 74 a couple times in the year before, but 
you know, I was real undersized. I didn't, I weighed, right. walked around weighing like 176, you know, okay. I was like real light for the weight class. And I mean, I remember him just being so, so dang strong, yes. you know, it just, it was like, what in the world, you know, <laughs> and he, I'm, and that was like, for that season it was like, all right, I got to get, I got to get stronger, right? you know, cause like he, he definitely like, that was definitely a huge, huge yeah, he's, he's a bull. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I got to, when I would step on the mat with him, you know, it was, it was like, all right, it's go time. Like, right. You know, right. The wake up call for the, after that would be, you know, when we were walking up to the table, like <laughs> it's going to be a scrap. For sure. Um, who would you say is the, the toughest opponent you wrestled in college? Oh man. So I, I would say oh, there is a, um, he wrestled for Wartburg. Um, I think his name was, uh, Kyle is Kyle Briggs. Okay. I wrestled him out in, uh, it's funny because he's lost to some of the other guys I think I've wrestled that I did better against or whatever, but oh, man, that's hard because now I'm thinking about it. Dylan Roth was also, he was, there was a few times where I was just like, there's nothing I can do. Like, right. I feel like, you know, there's been times, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like one of those guys that like I can catch, you know, like on top, if I lock up a cradle, I can score and I can, right. I can pin a lot of people with it. But there's some guys that wrestled that it was just like, you know, like two, which would be Dylan Roth and right. like Kyle Briggs kid was like, there's just nothing I can do. Like, yeah. it just feels like everything I, like everything I try, you got an answer to. And, you know, then especially if, you know, like you wrestle the same guy a couple of times mm-hmm. and he takes those hard losses, then all of a sudden it becomes like a, I don't know, it becomes way harder to get that monkey off your back. Cause then right. you're like thinking about it a little too much, but definitely those guys, those guys are both tough. I wrestled Jelani Embry who wrestled from Michigan and he was, you know, like unbelievably strong. Like <laughs> he was, it was just stupid. So that was a really tough one. Um, and, uh, Cody Baldridge from North Central. Yeah, I know, I know that name. Yeah, I wrestled him three three times. And national and, champion this yeah, year. Yeah, national champion. And uh, every time I wrestled him, it was like a more of like a slugfest. I don't yeah, know. like he's just so he was extremely physical with a hand fight. I mean, when the first time we wrestled at Wheaton, I swear, I swear, he'd collar tie me and I'd feel it in my toes. Mm-hmm. Like it was <laughs> like home. Like it, every time he'd come down, it'd put me to my knees, and I'd be like. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Wrestling on the feet is not really the best option, but you know, if you wrestle in college, yeah. you know, like just about every single person you run up against, even if you beat them, it's like there is something they mm-hmm. got that's just like you know, whether yeah. it's strength, speed, you know, a certain type of move. Like, there's a, everybody's got some type of gimmick that right. can really make your day hard. No, for sure. Um, so for me, you know, even. In high school, you know, in all, to, all, all type of athletics, it's always cool to beat teams in your conference. Um, so as far as – and it's, it means something to beat anybody, you know, and to, to be victorious. It's a sense of accomplishment. But talk to me about how much more it feels, you know, to beat one of those MIAA teams, Alma, Adrian, Olivet, um, or Albion. Man, you know, I think that's another thing that um, maybe you guys and – high school or guys who haven't competed in college yet don't really understand but I feel like the biggest difference is that there's like it's such more it's so more personal right like the MIAA because you compete against them so many times so many times and then even if you're not competing against them they're at the same tournament right. so like if you're you know wrestling at, like I said Wheaton or anywhere else you're gonna be like dang like there's you know there's the Alma guy or the mm-hmm. Adrian guy I wrestled you know and so 
it's always real personal i feel like no i agree it's always like real like pointed like all right like let's figure some stuff out and especially when starting how we started where duels kind of were a little out of the picture honestly like you know a tough duel team we just didn't have the firepower Mm -hmm. we had voids in the lineup you know it was hard to field the whole team at times so i feel like there's a lot of times where when we finally did start winning it was like yeah like right like, like that's like almost like payback um and i've always set like pretty high standards for what I wanted for wins and stuff. So like when we wrestle all of that, like, you know, that was always like, Oh, I wanted to beat them so right. bad every single time. But we, you know, we never, we never could pull it out. But every time we beat Elma, I feel like that was real. Like that was, that felt real special. Cause uh-huh. you know, like that was like the right, a little bit of a rivalry right. a little bit of this, you know? So it was, uh, that was this great feeling, you know, absolutely. No, for sure. Um, so yesterday, Nick actually complimented your leadership. Um, and something big for me uh, that I've noticed is culture and leadership. So I, w- I want to ask you, how do you kind of grow culture? And then as a leader, you motivate a team through such a long season. Mm. You know, that's something that is, I feel like, a little bit hard to answer because it takes, it takes a group of individuals all kind mm-hmm. of working towards, you know, a collective goal. And that's when you really make the most amount of gains, and most amount of, you know, achievements. Um, but I always tried to take care of myself, and I always tried to push myself harder than anybody else in the room. And, you know, I always truly believed, and I was always told growing up, that, you know, you need to lead by example, you need to lead mm-hmm. by that, and, and do everything right. But then there's also the side of it where you need to be the guy that can pick people up when they're down. Right. You know, you need to be the guy that can you know, help out your teammates whenever they need it. And, you know, wow. Wow. having, having buying into what the, you know, the coaching staff in any program is telling you to do, because they're the ones that have like, I think the direct right. goal in mind, the direct betterment, betterment of everybody. Because, you know, wrestling is an individual sport. Mm-hmm. You're looking out for kind of, you know, you want to be the best wrestler you can be at right. all times, you know. And I think that was, that's a big part of it, getting everybody to buy in, getting everybody to realize, like, hey, this is something that we can all get better at. This is all something we can all improve upon. This is, you know, you know, getting it from just being a wrestling team and a group of individuals to being, like, a family, you know. Yeah. That was, that was a big change kind of for how things were when we had a really young team to when we had, you know, a little bit, like, you know, we're all sophomores to my, my junior and senior year, things started being, like, way more tight, way more tight-knit. Everybody worked together. Everybody was there. Everybody kind of helped each other along the way. And, I mean, I can't take credit for too much. Right. You know, I did what I thought I could. I showed up to the workouts. I tried to get everybody on the right track, you know, that I could, you know, that I was around. But, I mean, I was was following Coach Hall's lead. I was following, you know, what he had set out for us. And, you know, I just kind of, I believed, you know, I, I truly believed that, you know, he knew what it took to get me to where I wanted to go. So that's what I got to do, you know? And so I think when everybody started understanding that and started working towards that, that culture took care of itself, that, you know, that leadership, you know, everybody became a leader. And no. that's what, you know, that's what it takes and that's what it needs. No, absolutely. Um, so, you know, obviously you, you've talked about him a lot. You even got, you know, he's, he's affected your life even before you actually got here. Um, but how would you say that Coach Hall has impacted you not only from, you know, just a wrestling aspect, but in your life altogether since you enrolled to the point you graduated into right now? Man, that's a fun one. <laughs> because uh, 
so oh, I'm trying to think about how much I want to throw him under the bus. Because <laughs> I, like I said, I, I'm lucky enough, and I feel like I was, like you guys and anybody on the team, you guys will never know. I feel bad what it was like when he was in college right. competing. He he was so, like, whatever you think, like, you know, obsession, crazy, insanity wrestler is, like, he was, like, three times that. Right. But um, when I was in high school and I got to work out with his team and his teammates and stuff, um, there was one time we were going through practice, and I just got to tell the story because he, it would, I, you know how, like, at the beginning of the year you guys do a fun fact? Yeah. So for I had the same fun fact all four years in college. Okay. My fun fact was that when I was a senior in high school, I was working out at Olivet's wrestling room, a lot of tough guys, and uh, I got on, we're doing that rotation where one guy's down and you rotate around the mat, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. like one guy stays down, the other guy's on top, and you like all rotate. Yeah, like top bottom out. Yeah, but like like kind of like an estrel. So like the guys on top is on top or on bottom against everybody in the room oh. as you rotate around. At least I think that's how it was. Okay. And uh, I got to wrestle with Tom. And he was, you know, a senior. He was probably cutting a lot of weight, you know. But guy looked like he was, like, absolutely yoked out right. of his mind, shredded. And uh, caught him in a cradle. And in my opinion, I had him for, you know, all five all five swipes. He says it was only three. But I definitely put him to his back. So I was, like, so... Like, absolutely, like, uh, like over the moon. I looked at my dad and was like, because he was in the room and, like, he didn't even pay attention. I was like, <laughs> so, I was, like so upset. But then we, so I got on wrestling and I'm like, oh, man, like, heck yeah. Because those guys used to just beat the ever-living snot out of me every single time we'd get on the mat. Anyway, you know how it is. You keep wrestling, next guy, next guy, next guy. You kind of forget about matches before. And we start wrestling on our feet. And, uh. Then I wrestled with Tom again, and he put me through the door. Oh. <laughs> just hand fight, just boom, like right into the door. And, uh, yeah, that kind of made me pay the price for getting <laughs> to his back. But it was definitely worth it. But, no, so, like, I always had a super close relationship with him. Like, it was – he helped me so much because, like I said, I feel like our careers are real similar. I mean, I saw – you know, where he was when he was, like, a senior in college and, you know, how great of a wrestler he was and how many matches he won. Like, he was one of those guys that, you know, I would say was more built than, like, had natural talent or natural skill. Like, every single thing he did, he kind of chipped away at. Right. And that's something I've always kind of prided myself on. Like, obviously, when, you know, you're good at college athlete, you're, you have some athletic ability, but – you know, I can I can't play any other sport. Right. I am, like this is all through sheer effort and determination that I can do anything well in wrestling. You know, and so being around somebody like that who can do that and win and like you know, I don't know. It's he was always just like, if Tom could do it, I can do it. And having him in my corner, you know, like it was always a really good experience because it was like I know no matter how this match goes, like you know he's got my back. Right. He's, you know. And then life, you know, I think he's definitely just been somebody I've always asked for advice, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, there's times where I'll call him and, you know, we'll just talk about stuff. And, you know, he's he's helped me out with a lot for sure. Absolutely kind of – I wanted to be – I wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'd be, you know, role – like I said, I've had great role models my whole career. And he was definitely the latest in, you know, in, like, 
showing me what I needed to do, not only become a better wrestler, but a better person mm-hmm. too, you know, even, even if he's a little nuts. <laughs> right. Still, but yeah, he is a little crazy. Um, through such a long season, um, you know, there's highs and lows, ups and downs to everything. How would you say, you know, you keep your mind right and your mentality right through, you know, the losses, the wins, you know, the tough wins, the tough losses, um, and just continue to attack every day and every practice? Hmm. Well, that's that's one that's like a very individualistic thing because everybody's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. For me, I always thought of it. I was, you know, my my father always told me, you know, like everything before I started competing in high school is just practice. Right. You know, everything like you know, and like I said, we wrestled a lot. I'd wrestle all over, and you know, every time I'd go and actually absolutely get, you know, beat beat up. You know, it's just practice, just practice. And then when I was in high school, it's just practice for state. It's just practice for state. So understanding that, you know, if you were to lose every match, you know, you were to miss out on the whole tournament. But at the end of the season, you turn around, you go win the win a national title, mm-hmm. a state title, whatever it is, you know, everybody's going to look at you like the man. Right. So, you know, you can't, you can't let any one singular loss affect how the end of the season is going to play out. That's also something I've always been super big on doing well in the postseason. So mm-hmm. I guess keeping that goal to the end of the year and looking at everything as just another, just getting you better, just getting you right. You know, make if you lose, you take a loss, you take an injury. How how don't think about how that has affected you now. Think about what can I change now to prevent that hap- from happening a month from now in March. You know, a month. You know, or whenever. You know, April, end of the year, whenever that is. You got to find a way to make sure that doesn't happen when it counts. Right. So I don't know. I think that was all probably be my answer. Is you know, keeping that goal at the end of the year, keeping that goal high. You know, don't ever just kind of shoot for. You know, if I, I want to be, you know, I want to be the best wrestler in the MIAA, that's a great goal. But, you know, if you're the best wrestler in the country, you're already going to be the best wrestler right, in the MIAA. So, right. And even if you're not, well, then, hey, my goal is to be the best at the end of the year. So I still got room to improve. So I think that's big. Set your goals high and, and keep that keep that mind right for the end of the year. No, absolutely. Um, you know, so just to, to just kind of sum everything up, um, through these four years and those four years you were here, um, even before that and after, um, what has it meant to be a wrestler here at Tron? You know, it it um it means it means everything to me now mm-hmm. because for a long time, you know, I feel like when you wrestle in high school, you don't know that's you got a lot of people don't pick whatever high school they're at. Right. A lot of people like me and you, you know, you go whatever town you grew up in is probably the town you're gonna mm-hmm. wrestle for, you know, and so you kinda get that kind of gets chose for you. Mm-hmm. But when you pick to come, you know, that's kind of like something that you've chosen. That's like, you know, these are your people. This is what you've decided to do. So for me being a, a trying wrestler is, you know, always wearing, you know, I'm always wearing something for right, trying wrestling right. on it. You know, I'm always telling everybody like, you know, what it was like wrestling at trying, you know, it's something I'm always talking about. Mm-hmm. So it, I, you know, you really can't put into words what it means because it, it just means so much. And then again, like I said, being able to, see it grow and improve and keep building, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, probably more important than any singular match, you know, I won or any accomplishment I had being a part of something that's growing and building the way I thought it could and the way I, I, I hoped it would is, is something that makes you feel proud even when you're not winning matches anymore. Right. You know, when I'm sitting there looking at Twitter and looking at results of matches and duels and, you know, I'm looking at how Kenny's doing, Owen's doing, you know, 
when I come here and see a practice, I'm like, dang, this room's you know full of killers. You know, you got right. a full full team. You know, even if you guys have a close duel with Olivet, I'm sitting there. I'm you know, it's just you know, it feels like even if you're not still a part of it, you are. Right. You no, know? for sure. And you know, being able to be coming here and you know have questions about it and something that's you know changed and you know it's so cool. You know, and I you can kind of give back and that's something I didn't really have when I was here mm -hmm. because, you know, we had a few alumni that I got to talk to, but it really wasn't that kind of like development, you know, it really didn't exist too much. I mean, it definitely did. There's definitely a few, but as compared to other schools, right. not or not at all. So being part of that now too is cool and being able to be like, yeah, you know, like working out with Kenny, like I, I did not know Kenny when he was, you know, in high school mm -hmm. or in middle school, but, you know, now he's going to try and like, you know, I'm, you know, we worked out all summer, you know, I got to be on that. I'm really interested in how his career goes, you know, and like, not because he's from Sturgis, but right. because he wrestles for trying, you know, all these guys, you know, so that's cool. And, and that's, that's been a great experience because it's like seeing that kind of fruition of what I thought could, what this could be, right? you know, and it's still not where, you know, where it needs to be, but I know that with everybody involved in it and the everybody buying in like they should be it will right for you sure know? um so to kind of we're gonna i'm gonna ask two more things and get some rapid fire stuff and close it off but um what legacy did you want to leave here mm, i would i would probably say that same deal because like like you said um at the beginning when you said you want to be a part of like you know something being built you know you want to because i had the opportunity to go to a lot of different schools that already had all that built. Right. You know, in my recruiting process, I had the option to go to the schools that already had that culture built, already had that, you know, connection with everybody. You know, you know, they already had their best, the best wrestler they've ever had, you know, 20 years from now to, or 20 years ago, you know. So it's right. like, kind of feel like, oh, you know, you're just another guy. You're, mm -hmm. you're a cog in the machine, you know. So I wanted to, from the, like, very beginning, I wanted to be a, I want to be like that one of those founding guys. Right. You know, if I had to think of anything, I was like, I want, I want them to look back and go, that's, you know, that's where it started. That's where everything started to build. And when I was, uh, obviously, when I was competing, my my the legacy. If you would ask me this when I was in high school, I wanted to be Tom's first national qualifier. That right. was like a huge, huge goal for me. But now I think about it, I want. I want to be just that guy that like one of one of the group of guys because you know it's definitely not just me. Right. But it's like a lot of people that were involved with it. You know. And that's nice. Yeah. No, I can definitely. Um, and if this brings you any self satisfaction, uh, obviously me being a freshman, you graduating, I never got the chance to be on the same team, but. Um, talking to some of the older guys, talking to Owen, um, that they, they speak highly of you, um, and they always talk about the foundation you laid. So I can definitely tell you and um, confirm. Uh, but um, what was you? And, and this is so hard. You don't even have to say your favorite. Um, but what was one of your favorite memories of your career? Oh man. Um, well, definitely. Uh, I guess I'll give you a, a wrestling answer and then like. Uh, like a personal answer, but like the wrestling answer would definitely be placing in the Pete Wilson tournament. Okay. That was, that was huge for me because, you know, that tournament to me is like such a premier thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's essentially nationals before nationals because just how many tough teams are there and how many tough guys and, you know, being able to tough out wins at that tournament and, you know, end up placing was, it was so huge. Um, 
another one would be when um, there's been times where, you know, like for seeding stuff or, you know, I think with the MIAA vote and stuff for who is going to be the um, wrestler of the conference or, you know, that like weight class, you know how they do it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like really a tournament, but like they vote and they look at the duels and stuff. I had other coaches where it came down to ties between me and someone else and seeing coaches from other schools that I respected vote for me or like, you know, give me that, like, you know, that's how I got like this seed is that, you know, it came down to a tiebreaker and, you know, the coach from Adrian or the coach from you know Alma or wherever, you know, or coach from Olivet, you know, said that you weren't like, you know, gave you that vote. Right. That always meant a lot to me because I respect so many of the coaches mm-hmm. that, you know, we have to compete against. And, um, but a personal one, best memory would probably be early mornings going to tournaments and like trying to sleep and you're cutting weight, you're waiting to weigh in. You haven't like, you know, you cut out water a little bit, just in there, you're just like miserable. And you're just trying to sleep and Coach Hall blaring Black Sabbath War Pigs at full <laughs> volume in a car at like five in the morning. That's something that you, that's, a, that's the type of memory you can never get rid of. Right. Uh, but, uh, like those trips were always so fun. Listening to, I mean, we'd always listen to like comedy podcasts or stuff or, you know, comedy radio shows and like it was just such a good like a fun time and a right. fun experience that like it meant so much and like those those type of memories hanging out with the guys you know like everybody has those but those mean more than any win any match no, you know, absolutely. Any tournament. absolutely um so now i want to ask you some rapid fire stuff um what was your favorite food after weighing food and drink <sighs> that's a hard one. Um, especially for you cutting weight you got to cherish that because nothing tastes better um, than food or water or any type of beverage after you cut weight? You know what? I'll give you uh, I'll say like uh, cheese. Oh, this is going to sound this is gonna make everybody so gross, but like a plain bagel with like cheese and mustard and like ham. That okay. was always my go-to okay. after, after I just made weight, like a nice one of those. And I always had the issue too of like overeating after right, weighing. Like right. I would just like stuff my face and then like go out for the first match and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> but uh, that and then, man, I would always say like Gatorade, probably because like you know I used to be big on Pedialyte, but like it was so thick and like right. You know, like, Sometimes it's hard to get down. Yeah. Um, were you a, mu- a music or no music guy? I was a music guy right up until I got ready to get for like, like you're on in the hole or on deck, you uh-huh. know, and you're right there on the mat side. I wanted to have like my headgear on. I wanted to right. have like my shirt off, ready to go. Like I wanted it to be the exact same as I was watching. I didn't want to like have my headphones on and be like jamming out to music and then like take it off and wrestle. You know, right. I wanted to like be in that zone already. So I'd say like a little bit of both. Like definitely pre-match music, but like right up until then, like cut it out. And okay, yeah, for sure. Um, I think you've spoke on this a little bit, um, but what was your favorite move or series? I, I mean, if you want to do your cradle series, you could say your cradle series. Oh, man, I feel like I have to. I feel like if I didn't, this, you know, my my integrity might be questioned. <laughs> that was like, I don't know if that was my series or that's just the only move I was good at. But man, that like, I hit that so many times. Right. Like, if, if you took that away, like you said, like you have to wrestle again. You can't hit a cradle. I don't know if I'd win a single match. <laughs> honest, but no, it's definitely cradles. I mean, that whole series, cradles to Turks. You know, just that ride, like. Right. Uh, over the ankle ride to a cross face and then just kind of baiting it into a cradle or just throwing a boot in and riding out, you know, that right. was, I mean, you get to a point where you can threaten it enough that you don't even have to hit it. 
guys are so worried about they'll lay flat for a whole period and not do anything right you know so you'll just get riding time which hey man that's that, that, that point do a lot for you for sure so now i finally want to talk about the ufc just a little bit um i'm gonna ask you two questions who is the best fighter in the ufc right now pound for pound <sighs> loaded question uh probably like kamaro kamaro okay i just think and then and not by a lot okay like who do you have at second then second Uh, probably Volkanovski. Volkanovski's good. I mean, like, you know, you're talking pound for pound. So right. Like, you'd look past maybe, like, him being, I don't know, his style on his feet. Like, he's he's a he's a great boxer. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you just, like, who's, like, watching him beat up, you know, like, Chan Sung Jung. Yeah. He's a tough guy. I mean, he's a little bit probably past his prime, but he just beat Dan Ige. And then, yeah. like. Max Holloway twice, yeah, you know, like, Brian Ortega. And then you look at who Max Holloway was beating to make sure it wasn't him. He was beating, you know, Jose Aldo. Right. So, like, just how good is Max or Volkanovski? Right. Like, that's, you know, so. No, for sure. Um, so, do you think that uh, Hamzat Chmaev could beat Kamaru Usman, or is he a little before that? So, I was actually, like, I super doubted Hamzat. Really? I did not think he was going to beat Burns. I didn't think he would either, but I, I think people, like, like Burns gained more from that fight. Like Yo, Hamzat yeah, didn't jump absolutely. nine rankings to no, fight yeah, Burns. Yeah. You know, like, I, but I was I was definitely that guy. I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, like you're biting off too much than you right. can chew. You know, but seeing that, it's like holy cow, he's legit. But like, so is so is Kamara. Like, right. Welcome to the top. You know, top five. Every fight's right. gonna be like that. I mean, technically, Kamara Usman knocked out Gilbert Burns. You yeah. Know, so. Well, yeah, absolutely. But you know, like every fight from now on for Kamza is gonna be like that. So it's like. That kind of changes it. Like, I don't think, you know, against those guys, you're going to get those quick knockdowns or knockouts or, mm-hmm. like, that type of – especially with 170. Like, it's such a heavy yes, wrestler yes. division. Like, yeah, Colby. Yeah, which I don't even – like, that's that's one that, like, again, like, how are you going to beat him? Like, right. You know, his wrestling is probably just as good as Hamzat's. You know yeah, that's, I mean? that's an interesting – I think that's the fight they want to book, and that's hard for me because I love Hamzat and I love Colby Covington. So, um, and then the final one I want to ask, my favorite of all time, I know he's not been the best outside of the octagon, but um, John Jones. Do you think that uh, John Jones or Francis Ngannou, who do you think is winning that fight? Probably Francis. Francis, okay. I think John's, I think John has looked, and I, and I, and I agree, like that period of time, because like, you know, probably close enough in age that growing up is like if you liked MMA you like you saw how good John Jones right, was right. Like, he was beating the who's who of everybody but man it's probably hard to stay at that top of the division mm-hmm. heavyweights always are like a little bit older so like he could probably do alright but I think I think Francis is going to keep getting better. Okay, like, yeah, no, Francis is Francis impressed me a lot with being able to control Gon on the ground. Yes, yeah, because um, I thought Gon would win because I, it's like with Francis coming into that fight, you either you know you get slumped in the first round or you lose. Well, yeah, and the other thing too is though is like, I think you think about John Jones versus like Machida, John Jones versus mm-hmm. those guys back, and like when that first little bit before all the trouble hit him. You know, and then John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. Like, yeah. I feel like those are two different, like, Reyes. And now Reyes isn't, you know, I mean, exactly. Reyes, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it, and, I mean, I don't know what it's like to compete, you know, professionally at that level, but I know what it's like in wrestling, and I know that, like, the top five guys all might as well be as good as each other. Right, you know, like, right. And I feel like in the MMA, especially in the UFC right now, like, 170, 155, 145 mm-hmm. is all like that. So especially lightweight. Yeah, you know, so like 
you look at Islam Makhachev, who's you know I can't remember his ranking. Off the I think he's head, fifth or fourth. But you know you can't tell me he's not as good as like Chandler Oliveira. Yeah, yeah, you know you know he's right up there with. Yeah, us. for sure. And like John, I think you know no matter how good he is, I don't think I think like Francis Nagano could make that difference up right. technically. You know right. What I mean, I think John's a far more like developed striker. Mm-hmm. But John's been out of it for a while. It just takes one shot. Right. It just takes one. So I guess I'm going to ask one, one more. Right, you're good. Who, who is the greatest? GSP. GSP, that was fast. Yeah. Um, for me, I say John. I'm a huge John fan. I look at his dominance over a decade. Um, but then you look at the, you know, the PED stuff. How much does that taint it? And then if you look at the best, I think overall the best, you might have to say Habib. But I think best and greatest is a different answer. Yeah, absolutely. No, I 100% agree with that. I would say I would throw... I'd say there's three right answers to that question, and that's John Jones, GSP, and Habib. Mm-hmm. Mainly because all three of them, I think John Donaher might have said this on the Lex Friedman podcast, but he said, you look, all of them share something in common with, except Khabib, I guess, but like John lost once to a guy he was, you know. Yeah, he got DQ. Yeah, yeah, he was beating the snot out of. George lost to two people and went and beat them. Right. You know, beat them back again, which, in my opinion, that's kind of even more impressive than right. losing. And then Habib never lost. But you look, some of his fights were like the Gleason Tebow fight. Yeah, and, and how many great fighters did he fight? You know, yeah. RDA, Gaethje, Poirier. But, you know, what I'm saying, once he got to the top, he, he unfortunately stepped away. And I don't – hot take, I never think Connor was one of the best fighters. I think he got on a hot streak a couple fights. and. Yeah, you know, I definitely think he's one of those guys, though, that's like when you have a big enough hole in your game, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time until someone figures it right, out. Right, right. You know, and his, his, his grappling just – Lacked, and you know, I mean, it, again, kind of like you said, though, like, even if you're not, or I guess maybe I said it, sorry, but you know, even if you're not number one, right, and you're number 10, like, I think that that would be my thing, though, is that, like, sure, Connor, I don't think was ever the best, right, but I think he was definitely, like, oh, for sure, know, I think top five people, I think now kind of throw him so low in it, yeah. it's like, I think, I mean, you like, you throw him in now, I think he could knock out, uh, Oliveira. You think? Okay. I think Oliveira's got a chin for me, and I look back on this a lot. I think when you look at his run, which was really, I guess, did he go Poirier-Mendez? I'm going to take Poirier, the first Poirier fight out. I'm looking at Mendez. He, he knocks him out with five seconds left. That that fight could be a different fight because Chad Mendez had his way on the ground. Although you don't know if that left hits. You don't, I mean, I have no clue how that fight goes. Eddie Alvarez was a, was a beating, though. I will give him that. Um, but you I, know, I guess, I guess it's like, it's like that what you said though. It's how many people did that to Aldo? Right. How many people right. did that to Al- uh, Alvarez? Who realistically, like, it's kind of crazy. Alvarez won a belt because you throw him in that division now. Like, I don't think right. you know he, he's. It's the same. But I used to say that, and then I saw Alvarez TKO Justin Gaethje, yeah. and I was like, okay, because I, I didn't really understand how Eddie was there because I saw him get you know demantled by Conor McGregor. But okay. I love that UFC talk. I love the UFC. Um, so last question, then we'll close it off. Why should somebody come to Trine? Well, I think if you look um, at where, like what we've talked about this whole time, you know, through the very beginning, everything has been built upon making it a little bit better for the next person, mm-hmm. I think. Even even just the university in itself. You look. You talk about trying wrestling. You know. You know how many buildings they've added since I've been. Like just I've been here. Right. You know the MTI. You know what? Not two different dorms. You know whatever's going on at the engineering building. I saw like holy. Yeah. Like it's gonna be amazing. So like all these different things. You know I think 
kind of go into that same deal. I feel like even, you know, on especially in trying wrestling, you know, we're all built upon like getting better, you know, and then you look at, you know, the school and stuff and they're always looking to improve upon everything. So, you know, it, it might not be the best or like the absolute best right now, but you can guarantee that it's going to be better, you know, and a lot of places right. don't have that. You know, a lot of places you're not going to get that kind of commitment. So like I think that's a huge reason people should come to trying is that like especially with trying wrestling, you know, it's only growing, it's only getting better, you know. So No, absolutely. Uh I think that's gonna wrap it up today. Luke, I can't thank you enough for hopping on the podcast and telling the Trine Wrestling community about yourself. Uh and that will conclude the eleventh installment of the Building a Trying to See podcast. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I want to thank you guys so much for listening and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you and go thunder. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.